Good evening, brothers and sisters, and uh, it's good to see you again. I trust you have a fruitful week. And God is looking for fruits in our life as we've been learning about this. And we understand the fruit-bearing uh, process. You know, there are different stages that we need to go through. First of all, is the Word of God being planted into our life and uh, through the apostles and prophets and uh, by the Word of God. And in order for this Word, this seed that is planted in us to bear fruits, one of the very important elements is to understand the Word that we have received. And if we do not understand, we know that the enemies will come and take that Word away from us and it will be gone. When we understand the Word of God, then we know how to obey. Right? It's through obedience that resulted in fruit-bearing. And so we've been learning how we can understand the Word of God. And uh, we know that there are times we have to struggle with the words and reason with God so that we can gain understanding. And other times we need to ask people uh, to help us, to enlighten us. And, and also there are times we need to put in the effort ourselves and investigate and begin to ask questions and, 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 and research and, and see what we can gain through all this uh, uh, investigation to, to, to have a better understanding of what God is saying. But unfortunately in life, there are things that has no answer. Even though you try to search for answer, you try and apply your understanding, but you just couldn't, couldn't gain understanding. And it troubles you and it can be so oppressive uh, to us. Especially when those words, those, those uh, uh, experiences, those things that we, we see, and they, they doesn't, it doesn't tally with what God is saying. King David, he had this experience. You know, when he, well, we know he's a man after God's own heart. He will want to do what God uh, wants him to do. And, and he tried. But when he look around, he see the wicked people. They have an easy life. Things are just going fine with them, even though they, they are wicked. They prosper. And when he look at himself, here he is trying his best to do what God wants him to do, follow God. Instead of experiencing blessing, he faced suffering. His life was threatened. You know, he lived constantly on the run in his insecurity. You know, what, what he believed, what he know about the Word of God at this time doesn't match with his experience. So he struggles so much and, and it's so oppressive to him. I don't know whether we have gone through that kind of experience. When we go through it, I know there are people who just give up. They just let go. What's the point? You know, look, 
I obey God, and yet this is what I'm experiencing. Where are you, God? You know, are you for real? Is your word true? And those are the questions that we ask, and and there's no answer. Isn't that so? We just couldn't gain an understanding of what what it all add up to, right? So we need to understand there are there are things in life that has no answer. Not on this side of heaven, anyway, right? Look at uh, Deuteronomy twenty-nine, verse twenty-nine. Deuteronomy twenty-nine, verse twenty-nine. He says, "The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow the words of this law." So you see, there are things that is God has kept it from us. It's His secret, and and we have no understanding. But yet there are things that He reveal, and those are the things when He reveal, then we know what to do. We can obey them, and we must also pass it on to our next generation and the generation after, right? But there are things that belongs to God. And he has not revealed to us, and there are times it felt like that, right? We we do not have the answer, and there is no answer, as far as we know. Okay, but it doesn't mean that if we cannot understand, then there is no understanding of the matter.、Uh, in Proverbs twenty-five verse two, Proverbs twenty-five verse two. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. So there are times it seems that there is no answer, but when we seek God, when we discover the understanding, the meaning of it, then it's going to bless us. Then we're going to rule and reign in life like kings. Because now we gain understanding, even though it was hidden、uh, to a lot of people. But because we sought after God, so God does does want us to to seek after Him, to so that we can understand the secret things of God. Because it's going to bless us, it's going to be, give us wisdom that others do not have. So, so this evening we want to go look at David's experience and understand how do we deal with the problems in life, the issues in life,、uh, the issues that we're going through that seemingly has no answer and that has shaken us. You know how we can walk through them and and come out victorious, entering. Into the glory of God. This is found in Psalm, Psalm seventy-three. Psalm seventy-three, verse one, onwards, the whole psalm. Surely, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Verse two. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped; I had nearly lost my footing, foothold. 
For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So can you see, David, a man after God's own heart, he acknowledged, hey, despite of his heart's desire to seek after God, and yet his heart is not totally pure. It's not completely pure. And that's why when he looked at the wicked, things are going fine. You know, he began to lose hope in God. He begins to, to envy these people. He wants what they have. He wants, you know, the, the easy life that they, they have instead of his own struggles and pain and suffering that, that he was going through. And uh, it just doesn't make sense, doesn't it? When you walk, you want to walk in God's way and yet those wicked who are not walking in God's way they just have it all, and you just seemingly have nothing. And so David, he said, he almost slipped. He wanted to follow them. He wanted to walk like the wicked, so that he will also enjoy those kind of prosperity and, and those kind of seemingly blessed life that they have. And uh, verse 12 almost tells us a little bit more about what he saw. He said, this is what the wicked are like. Always carefree. They increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been plagued. I have been punished every morning. If I had said I would speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. So can you see the struggles that David had so much so that he felt like there's no point in following you, God. You know, it's useless. Look at what happened to the wicked, right? And, uh, and this was uh, David's struggle and he couldn't, couldn't understand and he couldn't, he doesn't know the answer. Verse 16. He said, when I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me. There's no understanding. You know, he could, uh, uh, he just, just do not have the answer. And uh, what happened to him? Let's jump to verse 21 and then we'll come back to verse 17. He said, when my heart was grieved, and my spirit and bitter. I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. So David, when he looked at all these things, there is such an, a bitterness in his heart and in his soul against the word of God, against God's way. And so he said, I was senseless and ignorant. He begins to lose his senses, his, his sound mind. And he begins to cast off restraint. He said, I was a brute beast before you. He begins to cast off restraint because he said, no point in following God. So can you see, David was slipping you know, in his way of following God. And uh, if nothing happened, if he does not gain understanding over these issues, he would just walk like 
those wicked people because he's just given up hope and given up trusting, trusting in God's way. So, I hope this is none of our experience and maybe some of you who are listening out there, you've gone through problems like that and you're still struggling. What do we need to do? How do we gain understanding so that we can gain our footing again? You know, this happened, look at verse 17. All this happened until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Until I entered into the sanctuary of God. When I begin to focus not on the people, not on the problem, you know, I begin to focus on God. You see, when you focus on God, when you enter into the sanctuary of God, peace begins to come into your heart. Right? And uh, when you have peace instead of being oppressed in your mind, when you have peace, sound mind, sense, sensibility begins to come back to you. You begin to, to, to be able to rationalize instead of just being confused. Right? And uh, so, David, when he entered into the sanctuary of God, he said, then I understood their final destiny. So when you enter into the sanctuary of God, you, you look into heaven. You, look, you begin to focus on God. Then you, you begin to look at things from the heavenly perspective, from the eternal perspective. You begin to see things from the beginning to the end. You begin to see things from God's perspective. How God understood it. That's when David, he said, now I understand. I was looking for answer. I was looking around at these people. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. Until now, when I begin to look to you, enter into the sanctuary of God, I begin to see things from God's perspective. So when there are things that we do not understand, when we are struggling, you've got to look at things from God's perspective rather than from an earthly perspective. So David begins to understand their final destiny. And uh, he says in verse 18, he says, Surely you place them on a slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terror. As a dream when one awakes, so when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasy. So can you see this? David begins to look at things from God's perspective. He knows that God is in control. He knows that one day when God arrives, when God begins to work, all these things, all these people will come to ruin. You know, what they have been trusting in, enjoying in, it will all be gone. It's just like a dream. It will be destroyed. So that's the, their destiny. So David begins to gain understanding. So 
we need a right perspective to be able to understand some of our experiences that we're going through that we do not understand. Right? Some people, we go through life, we go to bad experiences, we go to crisis one after another. But we never try to understand. We never try, well, we try to understand, but only on a human perspective. And we just don't understand why all this thing happened to us again and again. You know, there is no uh, change. There is no solution. Because we are just staying in that realm and that perspective. But David has moved on from the human realm and he entered into the divine realm realm and perspective when he enters into the sanctuary of God, when he begins to see things as God would look at things. And so, what about us? What about you? You know, the problems that you're struggling with, why is there no answer? We need to look at things from God's perspective. Then you see things differently. You know, some of us, we just keep looking and we keep looking at people. We, we think that people are no good. We begin to, to, to uh, blame people and we don't look at things from God's perspective. And when we look at things from God's perspective, God, uh, David understood my heart. Even though he's a man after God's own heart. You see, we assume that we're okay. We assume that we love God. We assume because we are men after God's own heart. But when you gain a right perspective, David understood his heart is not complete, his heart is not pure. And that's why he struggled with all these things. He could not see the answer. And some of us, we need to have a pure heart to see ourselves from God's perspective. And then we understand what is the source of the problem, the cause of our problem, so that we can do something about it and bring about change and bring about fruitfulness. We've got to understand yeah, don't live in ignorance. Don't live in uh, without understanding so that you cannot change, bring changes to the circumstances, to the situation and struggle that you are in. What is it, is it that you do not see and do not understand? Seek after God. Come before the sanctuary of God. And David acknowledged his own failing. He said, I was like a brute beast. You know, and, and, and there are people we need to acknowledge who we are and what we are like so that we can be transformed, so that we can be changed by the truth, by the Word of God. And uh, so to understand, we need to enter into the right environment so that there is peace, the right uh, come out as a result of the right focus upon God. And we need to see things from the eternal perspective, from God's perspective. We see the big picture and then we know the beginning to the end. As, and, and, and that's when we're able to see the answer. More than that, when David entered into the sanctuary of God, he realized God was always with him. It wasn't true that God was not there. It wasn't true that the wicked just have their way and, and God seems to have deserted him. No, no. 
he realized even though in his uh, impure heart, in his fallen state, God was always with him. Look at what he says in verse 23 of Psalm 73. He said, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. I'm always with you. you you're always there for me. It's just that in my, in my impure heart, when I keep looking at those wicked people and what happened to them and begins to envy them, I did not see you. I did not realize you are there with me. But now I begin to realize that you have always been there with me. You are the one who holds my hand. Otherwise, I would be gone. I would completely slip. You hold me by my right hand. You are the one who keep me. Even though, you know, I was looking at the wrong way and seemingly going the wrong direction. But you are the one who hold me. And what happened when God is with us? The next verse, verse 24. He said, you guide me with your counsel and afterwards you will take me into glory. So God is with us. He's there to speak to us and guide us. It's just that we do not see him. It's just that we are so envious of the wicked or our focus is on the wrong thing, the wrong people. Instead of focusing on God and be able to see ourselves, our true state, we could not hear God. We could not hear God speaking to us about ourselves, guiding us. Right? So you guide me with your counsel and afterwards you will take me into glory. David begins to realize you know, the journey that God is taking us through even though at this moment it's difficult and there's so much struggle. But it's a journey that leads us into His glory. And the wicked, they have their easy way. They seem to be enjoying themselves but their destiny is destruction and ruin. But God is leading us into His eternal glory. The next verse, verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So now, David's perspective is totally changed now. You know, he say, and earth has nothing I desire. You know, the wicked can have their riches and prosperity. He say, now, God, what I desire is to have you besides me. Is to have you in my life, walking with me. Is to, to know that I'm I'm walking in your way, even though it's tough, even though it's hard. But that is the most important thing, to have you in my life. And, uh, and he said, God, you are my strength and my portion forever. So, so can you see David now has a totally different perspective about life, about what happened, and, and even about himself, right? What he wants, what he, he needs. So that's what we need to do, uh, brothers and sisters. 
when we are struggling and there is no answer to the questions that we are struggling with, we just need to come before God. And when we come before God, we focus on Him. You know, there are things that we will begin to see. We'll be, begin to be able to look at things from God's perspective. We'll be able, our eyes will be able to open to certain truth that we would not be able to have without focusing on God. But we also need to understand that when we seek after God, there are things that we still do not understand. Not at this time. But it will come later, right? It's just that it's, it's, it's not the right time uh, that we can understand. Look at this example in John two, uh, 12. John 12, verse 16. John 12, verse 16. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things have been written about him and that they had done these things to him. So Jesus was telling the disciples about you know, what the word of God says about him and the suffering and so on. The disciples just could not understand during those times. They only understood after Jesus was glorified. You know, it's very much like us when we are going through the thick and thin of a the, the, the trials, we just cannot see. And we just keep pressing on until when the dust settles, when the things are over, and we begin to see the goodness of God. We begin to see the faithfulness of God taking us through those experiences. So there are things that we, would, at this moment, would not understand. And there are things that we need to go through certain kind of experience and after that, then we will understand, right? Unless we go through, and the disciples, they saw what happened to Jesus. And then they saw the glory, the resurrection. And after that, they begin to understand what was being told them while Jesus was with them. You see? So we, there are times we, we cannot understand certain truth. But when we have gone through certain experience, just like the psalmist said, you know, before uh, he had understanding, he went through. God, was, God has to touch him. God has to uh, discipline him. Then, only then, he understood what it is. Right? And uh, I, I just thought about children, you know, before they become adults or become parents, there are certain things they do not understand. As parents, we tell them, don't do it, don't... You know, but, but they just don't understand. It's only when they go through the kind of experience themselves, and then now they realize what, what our parents have been telling us isn't that so. Right? So, so there are things that we do not understand now. We just have to trust God during those times. And until such time, when we have gone through lives... And then we begin to understand what uh, uh, it's all about. And uh, also, we need, to, we need God to open our eyes so that we can understand. Because these certain things are secret things that belong to God. 
Look at uh, these verses here in Luke 24, verse 44 and verse 45. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scripture. See? Then he opened their mind. Can you see? We try and understand. We try, but we can't. God has to open our eyes. Yeah, certain things are like that. Right? We need God to open our eyes and, and, and give us that light, give us that revelation so that we understand what the scripture is saying and you know, what he is saying to us. So this evening, I hope we begin to understand that there are things that, that is a real struggle with us. We, we may not have understanding, but it doesn't mean that there's no answer. You know, the answer could come later in life when we go through certain experiences and then we begin to understand. Or the answer may come when we enter into the presence of God, we seek after God, and we begin to look at things from God's perspective. We begin to be able to see from the realm of eternity. And then we understand, we see the beginning to the end, we begin to see the big picture, and then we are able to understand what is going on. And David went through that experience, and when he entered into the sanctuary of God, he begins to see God, and he realized you know, the most important thing is to have God with us in every trials, in every experiences. And He is our strength. He's able to help us to go through all these difficult uh, experiences in life. And He will lead us into His glory. Even though the journey is tough, the journey is hard, but there is a glory awaits us. So, so let us seek God, you know, let us trust God when we have no answer, uh, but we look to God and, and, and seek for, to, to understand the secret things of God that has not been revealed to us so that we may understand. We pray that God will give us understanding so that we will be fruitful, we'll be able to walk in victory and keep trusting Him, even though there are difficulties uh, that we have to go through in lives. Let's, let's pray right now. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are always with us, even though there are times we go through difficult uh, trials and experiences that we are really struggling, and, and even to the point of almost giving up. And Father, we just want to look to you, come before you, and just... Look at things from your heavenly perspective so that we can hold on to you, trust in you, and see your goodness working in our life, taking us through all these experiences so that we can come out in victory, entering into the glory that you have prepared for us. Bless your people, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And we'll see you again next week. Amen.